the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Got a crazy headline to introduce my guest with. British Prime Minister David Cameron was in China for the past three days on a trip that's had some controversial moments. One clear success between the nations, the United Kingdom and China, he signed a deal to export porcine semen to China that will net British farmers a reported 45 million pounds, i.e. $73 million a year. And you heard me correctly, pork sperm. Oh my. Let's bring in Dr. Jeff Rosen from Briefing.com, Chief Economist. Uh, what do you think about international business relationships between countries? Um, I think it's more of a political uh, response than an economic response. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm open to free trade everywhere. So, you know, having trade deals specifically for country to country is, you know, it's more of a political way of dealing with things rather than an economic way. It's a big win for British pork farmers in this story. They've struggled domestically for years, and I think it's just it's pretty creative. Yeah, I, I I can't tell you that I know much about uh, the breeding habits of Chinese pork and British pork, and knowing if there's some kind of uh, special uh, British you know pig that uh, is a delicacy in China. But uh, yeah, it seems kind of unusual. Thank you for going with that, Dr. Jeff Rosen. Um, <laughs> but let's play out with this a little bit more. Um, I remember being a young man, and everyone was afraid of China. Um, as an economist, when you were younger, were you afraid of China coming in and becoming a, a big global superpower that some of the ramifications may not be for the best in the United States? Uh, no. I mean, you look at economic growth as the change in the labor force plus the change in productivity. And based on the fact of how many people China has and you know, the easy increase in productivity of those labor force people, those labor we're going to have, you were expected to see strong growth from a country like China, and you would expect them to overtake the U.S. in total aggregate production at some points once they reach uh, parity in uh, production and uh, in capital. So it's not a matter of, you know, being scared of a, of a boogeyman type scenario. It's a matter of it's just the demographics and the result of uh, capitalization. So I, I don't see that as, a, as much of a big deal. A lot of people on the Republican side, the Rush Limbaugh's, the Glenn Becks, they sell a lot of fear. And that's why I was asking, and you gave a good answer, so I appreciate that. Let's talk uh, ADP numbers. 
Holy mackerel. Uh, those were strong numbers this morning. What did you think of them? Um, what I found interesting in those numbers were actually thinking back to what we saw in October. Um, when we had the October number, when it originally came out, it was like 130. And then when the private number came out, uh, you know, a few days later, Mark Zandi immediately said, uh, you know, that number doesn't look right. We should probably see a big downward revision in, uh, you know, the private payroll numbers. There's no way we had, you know, 200,000 plus job gains. And all month we've been getting data that supported that BLS number. You had a great um, retail sales number. You had strong industrial production data. Uh, so now we get, you know, the November number, and lo and behold, ADP revises their October number up to be closer to where uh, the BLS was, and then we had a nice, you know, big increase in uh, the November ADP level. So basically what, what they were doing was just playing catch-up. You had a, you know, a data set that, that doesn't correlate well with the official numbers, and they're trying to get it back to the official number, and, and that's exactly what happened. You know, it just proves that you know, the actual hard data is coming in stronger than what some of these surveys and other methods are, are trying to show. How about some of the other data that we've seen out there, economically speaking? Is it as strong as what we're seeing in the world of employment? Um, yeah, I, the data is coming in much better than expectations. We're seeing up, upward surprises on you know just about everything that has meaning. Uh, I'm pretty happy with where the economy is headed from what the data is telling me. Now, it's not guaranteed that this is not just some kind of, uh, you know, shock that occurs because we're in some sort of seasonal, uh, you know, maneuvers or adjustments. But overall, you know, especially over the last three months, things have been, you know, getting significantly better, you know, and they're much more on par to what the Fed was hoping things were going to be uh back when they started talking about uh, tapering back in May. So when would you predict at this point in time that taper officially begins? I still don't think they're going to do it until the March meetings, and, and I think it's more of, of a political reason than a economic reason, just because you're going to have you know a handover in terms of who the... Uh, the chairman of the Fed is going from Bernanke to Yellen. Um, based on the data right now, I mean, if we get a 200-plus number uh, on Friday, it, w it would not be shocking if they start to uh, announce that, you know, tapering could, could begin in December, or at least the announcement of, you know, tapering will start in, in January, you know, with an, you know, with a beginning announcement in, in that December meeting. Uh, this isn't something that I would have thought of, you know, two months ago. I thought two months ago that at the earliest it was going to be, you know, probably April, actually, of next year. But uh, the economy, in terms of the data, has been improving much faster than I expected. Do you think quantitative easing three, in hindsight, will be viewed as it was positive for the economy, or was it pushing a string? I mean, the absolute effects of it are going to be, you know, minimal. It's more of, uh, you know, the psychological and, you know, we, we got to do something so we're doing something uh, to move. I, I mean, I don't see much harm in it. And, you know, I have uh, 
colleagues here that continue to press that, you know, this is going to lead into hyperinflation or, you know, we're going to see, you know, a huge weakness in the dollar or a huge increase in interest rates because there's going to be no buyers for uh, all this uh, bonds that the Fed has bought over the last, you know, couple of years. But I don't see that. I see, you know, the Fed holding on to the money and we're seeing and holding on to the treasuries, letting them run off uh, on a normal method, you know, in, in a stable way. And uh, demand for treasuries will remain where it, what it has been because we're going to be issuing less treasuries as the deficit comes down. And, you know, it's just going to be, uh, you know, a whole lot of bluster and not a lot of economic growth, but not a lot of, uh, of negative or if any a negative at all. Are you worried that the 10-year Treasury is telling us something by moving up towards 3% or is that a, ultimately a good sign? It's moving because the data is moving. I mean, okay. you're, you're getting good good data. I mean, you're, you're seeing it. I mean, one thing that we haven't seen yet, and I expect to see it sometime soon, possibly, um, you know, after uh, the jobs report, is, is a move in the Fed funds futures, which would signal that, um, you know, the Fed would tighten sooner than later. Right now, it's still predicting uh, June 2015, I want to say. So it wouldn't surprise me if that comes down a little bit, um, you know, earlier, you know, maybe you know, May, March, something like that. But, uh, you know, that, that's, where, that's where we're going to look at, and, and that would signal more of uh, explaining why the 10-year uh, the is, is trending higher. New home sales rose 25% in the month of October, best month in 30 years. Dr. Jeff Rosen, as an economist, what do you read into these numbers? You know, the new home sales numbers are kind of volatile. Uh, the the one-month move doesn't mean much to me, but what I took out of this was the fact that in um, July, August, and September, we were, you know, trending down about 370 to 350. But from January to June, we were at 450. So the move in October, while in a one-month move, was huge. It wasn't like we broke out into a new level or, or a new uh, signaling strength and demand. What it basically said was that you know we had some kind of lull for for a reason, possibly due to to higher mortgage rates in um, in the late summer. And if we continue at 450, you know 440, you know through the rest of the year. It's just that consumers got, uh, you know, kind of okay with where mortgage rates were and, and demand returned to where they was um, in the earlier in the year. Another part of it was that we saw prices actually decline. It was a, the first year-over-year decline in a number of years. And that's telling me that, you know, home builders are lowering their prices because they, they can't sell it what they were selling before because interest rates are going up. So they're trying to attract demand by using uh, you know smaller prices. Anything else that you want to add, Dr. Jeff Rosen? We've got about a minute. No, I think that you know the economy is going well right now. Um, I'm, I'm really optimistic and uh, I'm excited to see what the employment report will be. You know, I think that we're going to see uh, you know move similar to the ADP numbers. I think we're going to get a good report. Uh, the initial claims numbers, you know, seem to be advocating for that as well, and and uh, just give it, you know, one more notch up that uh, the economy is moving ahead. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Briefing provides independent live market analysis. Uh, he mentioned something about cohorts. There's other people at Briefing who do everything from technical trades to growth ideas to value ideas to market strategy to 
IPOs, analyzing you know what's coming up next and trying to give you a grade as far as the quality of the firm goes to give you a little bit better education on what you're buying into. You can learn more at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. Come meet me, though, tonight, Burlingame, Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame from 3 to 5.30. Not an official event. It's absolutely positively informal. Bring an old cell phone, donate it. I will get it to charity. You get the tax write-off. Give, your, give me your email. I'll send you the form on that. Um, you can find out more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com, but I hope to see you tonight. Thanks to Life Alert, you can live alone without ever being alone. Many debt relief plans. Now, 800-relief.com. Paper, please. Call 1-855-DAY-SLUMP. From Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.